Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another episode of the Blue Crew, a New York Rangers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus, joined by my good friend and co-host, as always, Cody Frankel. We got a lot to talk about I feel like today, but it's just us, no interview. We were supposed to have a really good guest on this week, but I think we're pushing that back to next week. We're not going to give any spoilers, but before we go any further, Cody, what's going on? How was your weekend? What are you going on? No, Pretty huh? good. What, what am I going on? Let me see. I want to say that again. Cody, what's going on? How was your weekend? Weekend's pretty good, man. Not doing. You seem very enthused. Yeah, huh? not doing jack shit. I'm just chilling, and it's you had great. a weekend off, right? I did. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. I feel like those weekends are often needed, and mm. uh, yeah, it's just that's it. <laughs> like that's it. Just eating and chilling. Watching the Rangers. <laughs> I did. What'd you eat? What'd you eat this weekend? Anything good or no? Yesterday I had chicken shawarma and it was bomb. Today I had a bagel, which was bomb. <laughs> okay. And sounds like the most boring weekend ever. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, it was. It literally was quite boring. Yeah, I'll be having one of those weekends next weekend though. I I went out. I did the uh, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday day this weekend. I'm pretty exhausted, mm-hmm. but I want to talk about like my experience Thursday night. I I got to meet my one of my favorite artists, who's like I have Bruce Springsteen, John Mayer, Quinn ninety two. Like that's my top three singers like it's like, it's definitely a wild, a wild top three but uh yeah like luckily i i signed up to quinn 92's like vip text messages so he like sent out a text last week saying hey i'll be in new york on thursday uh whatever the date was performing my new album which comes out that friday like fill out this form to get selected to come to the show so i filled out the form like right away got mm-hmm. selected got like vip open bar got to like stand right over him while he performed it was fucking awesome and then he sent out another text the next day saying he was doing like a meet and greet you know waited in line for like an hour outside uh bleaker trading co and uh what's up huh i said don't be modest you know it was no it was really an hour it was an hour um and it was pretty fucking cold but like got to talk to him for like five minutes obviously like took a nice picture and stuff and um it was just really cool but yeah, he's like for people that don't know Quinn ninety two, his new album just came out. It was his fifth album called The People's Champ. He's you know, like I said, top three artists of mine. His music is fucking awesome. So go check that out if you're looking for new music. All right. Those those, those would be your uh your top three. Yeah, for sure. What are yours? Who'd you say? Bruce, John Bruce, Mayer. Bruce, John Mayer, and Quinn ninety two. I do in no them. in no particular order. Yeah, I, honestly I couldn't tell you who mine were. I like so many. Number one is and always will be Chance the Rapper. Um, hmm. number. Interesting. I, mean, John I don't Mayer, know if I had you as a Chance the Rapper kind of guy. I've been on Chance, bro, since like before Acid Rap, like his first album. Like I love mm-hmm. Chance. Um, I've seen him like three or four times. Uh, I mean, John Mayer's up there for me for sure. Huge, mm-hmm. huge, huge John fan. And so I guess we could put him in the top three. I don't know. Like I don't like. I'm I'm always. More, I mean, I like all kinds of music, but like I guess I like go a little bit more towards rap so if we're going number three i'd go future mm. i'm not a rap guy at all mm. i'm i'm like kind of go with the flow like whatever's on i'm, I'm cool with it as long as it's not mm-hmm. like metal you know anything else i pretty much just rock with like uh huge thomas rep fan too so i guess mm-hmm. he's up 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to love country, and then I feel like I overplayed it, and now I just don't really listen to it all anymore. That's fair. Yeah, I really only listen to like Thomas Rhett and Kane Brown. That's, mm. that's probably it. Um, yeah. So that's it. We can get. Should we dive into what everyone's talking about right now? We should. Uh, so you know, the elephant in the Rangers' room, one could say, is obviously they didn't, you know, tape their sticks for Pride Night. Um, they didn't wear the jersey. the jerseys. Yeah. And you know, we feel like we need to speak about it. We don't want to get too into it because. Sure. At the end of the day, it's, you know, each player's choice is the team's choice, whatever. Uh, supposedly the players didn't know about it. And mm-hmm. it was like, it came from somewhere up in MSG management. I, I don't, or the Rangers organization. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but you let's know, make that clear too. Like we don't have the answers. Like we right. haven't really heard much. The Rangers came out with one statement, but you know, it's all speculation right now. They did do some things for, you know, the, the community, right? Like they mm-hmm. did, hand out fanny packs they made the lights and all that stuff but they did talk about putting on the jerseys a couple times and you know told everybody they were going to do it and i think it's a little disrespectful um and i can see how it's hurtful totally i i can see how it's hurtful and you know it's it's unfortunate because it didn't need to be an issue like in from my standpoint at least i don't Mm. see you know if any community, any type of community, if if that's gonna make them feel inclusive and and included, like what's the big deal? Throw on the fr- like throw on this jersey. I mean, like you know what I mean. I, I just don't see why they had to make it into a thing, and they did. And you know that's just kind of how I feel. I I, I think it was a little. Uh, I just I just did think it didn't need to happen in the mm-hmm. sense of like they could have just did it and, and moved on and it would have been great. And it would have been great. You know, everybody feel included. Like that's very important in today's society and they chose not to. And now, unfortunately they're getting scrutinized for it and and rightfully so. I mean, you know, they can, they can say we cite any person's beliefs and that's totally fine, but then don't promise things, you know, especially as I'm sure some people of the LGBTQ community did show up to that game specifically because it was pride night, mm-hmm. then you got it. Like you got to do it. Like you got to stick to your word. So, um, you know, that's all I'm really going to say on it. I, I think that it, it's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. Um, you know, and now, and now we have to move on unfortunately as well. Right. So. I think for me, like the, the, you know, the, the most, I guess the hardest part about it is that, it kind of felt like over the past couple of years, it's been going in such a positive direction with, you know, hockey is for everyone and trying to include everybody. And then, you know, this just seems like such a big step back, but yeah. I do want to read the the statement that the Rangers did come out with. That was tweeted by Vince Mercagliano. And it said, our organization respects the LGBTQ plus community. And we are proud to bring attention to important local community organizations as part of another great pride night. In keeping with our organization's core values, we support everyone's individual right to respectfully express their beliefs, which Listen, pretty blanket statement, but I, I see that players should have the choice to choose what they want to represent or portray what they believe in or don't believe in. But then again, to that same standpoint, like this is a whole community and we do want to show that they are included, which they are included because, listen, there's a guy like Luke Prokop right now who is dominating the WHL, who's an openly gay player drafted by the Nashville Predators, and his moment in the NHL is going to come. And I hope he feels comfortable in that locker room when he gets his chance to play in the NHL. Like, you know, listen, 
th- there's no secret that hockey's been an old white man sport for a very long time. And, you know, we are in a new day and age where it's not the case anymore. And I just like, you know, I love to hear Luke Prokop kind of talk about it because, you know, he's someone that is a part of that community and, and I can't speak to how he feels about it. Right. Because the locker rooms I've been in growing up, like it, it was not the most welcoming place. And, and now that I'm older and more mature, I understand that. Huh? Well, a little more mature. But now that I'm older and mature, I, I understand like how much those actions really do have an impact on just yeah. how people think and people act and, and just affects their, their, their ability to play the game of hockey. So, you know, I want everyone that listens to our show to know that like we welcome this community and, um, you know, we are sad that this had to happen and hopefully yeah. the Rangers can recover from it and make some kind of other way to show their standing with, the LGBTQ plus community, but yeah, so it's definitely something that could have been avoided. I feel like the, the players have always worn the jerseys in the past and um, you know, hopefully there's something that they can do to uh, show their support in another way. Well said. Um, should we move on to just the overall week of, of games? I mean, we saw some great games yeah. this week. First and foremost, I want to say uh, Yarrow is that dude's turned up an entire new level that I didn't know he had in him. And we gave him a lot of flack at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season, rightfully so. I think he started out like 0-7 or something like yeah. that. Buy a win. Uh, yeah. I mean, this guy has been on an absolute heater. I think he's I think he's like 13, 5, and 6 or, or or something like that. Like, I mean, he's just been on an absolute tear. He's 13, 6, and 6. He's been on a tear. Um, he is playing so well. I feel so confident with this guy as our backup right now. His GAA is 2.56. I mean, you know, I, I commend him because he it's not easy, especially in the jungle, to come back from that when you're 0-7 and, you know, start in that net each game afterwards and, and think, oh, my God, I'm going to get booed, like whatever. But he trusted himself. He, he trusted his game. And, and, man, is it paying off. And, you know, before we get into things, I just wanted to commend him because – He's been great. He's been great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And, um, you know, we talked about this last year. I, I remember, you know, Cody and I, I made this really stupid statement about if the Rangers went up to nothing in a series, would you start Georgiev in game three to give Igor a little rest? But I'm not saying I want that to ever happen, but like, it's nice to have that. For this. It's nice to you. have that confidence though in Halak, knowing that like if Igor were to go down, you know, yeah. knock on wood. Yeah. Halak is a capable guy that can come in and win some games. Like last year, it happened in the playoffs where Igor got, you know, taken out because he was getting peppered by the Penguins. And Georgiev right. actually, I think it was game four or game five, or no, no, game three. The Rangers came back from down like one? four game to one. one. No, game three. They came back from down four to one, and Georgiev came in and played amazing, but he let that squeaker in by Danton Heinen, and they yeah. lost five to four. But yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's important to have a backup that you can trust, especially come playoff time. So. Great for Halak, like you said. Kudos to you, Cody. Um, Thank you. Uh, But other than that, I thought they had an overall pretty good week. Uh, You know, they came away with five points. It should have been six. And I know they were away against the Leafs, but, you know, that's a game you got to win. When you're up two to one with four minutes left, you got to find ways to hold it down. I know the Leafs have a very explosive offense. I mean, they have guys like Matthews, Tavares, you know, Nylander. and uh, Mitch Marner. Marner. You're not going to say Marner? I said Marner, don't worry. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, we, we need to find ways to shut teams down towards the end of the game. Uh, I know from time to time it does happen, but the Metro is unforgiving. The Atlantic is unforgiving. It, it's going to be a bloodbath come playoffs and post-trade deadline. And 
we need to get these kinks out now so that we're as sharp as we can possibly be. Uh, Cause these are the teams we're going to be facing. Right. So these are the teams we're going to be facing. And like, I, I think even though we, we came away with an overtime win and uh, overtime loss, uh, you know, away, I'll, I'll take the point all day, mm-hmm. but I think it, it for sure should have been six points. And, you know, the Canes and the Devils aren't losing much right now. So any point we're giving up is is for their benefit and their gain because they just keep winning. So the Canes um, especially. That, yeah. So I mean that's really all I have to say about about the Leafs um and, and the week as a whole. I thought we I thought we played really well. I thought we played good hockey this week. I thought Philip Heedle, I mean, that guy's just taking it to a whole new level. Um a smart man can admit when he was wrong about somebody. And boy, was I wrong about this kid. Uh, he is quite honestly phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's on pace, I think for 57 points in an 82 game season. I, I know he missed like 10, 12 games. So he'll probably only have like in the forties, but man, I mean, he just looks unstoppable right now. Uh, and, and I did want to ask you, like, do you think he should be on PP one? Because I think he deserves his chance. I think we're getting to that point where, you got to play your hottest players, right? Like Heedle's third yeah. on the team in goals right now with 16. Um, yeah. He's definitely shown his worth. I, I don't think Trocek has necessarily done enough on the first power play unit to like solidify his spot. Yeah. So why not? I, I'm all for it. I mean, I don't think the power play has been doing so incredible that like it's not worth trying something new. So yeah. if, if anyone deserves that bump up, do you think it's Heedle over like a Kako? Dude, there's, there is no question about it. I yeah. mean, Dude, he has he has 29 points in 41 games not being on the power play. Like yeah. he can also it, score in that bumper position too. He had a couple nice one-timer goals in his in his career in the yeah. past at least. Yeah. Also he had two sick goals this week. The one right off the draw and then the other one where he just took it himself and weaved and bobbed through their entire team and then and I, I know it was a goal was so sick. Yeah. Right off his skate, yeah. who cares? Dude, just getting it in front of the net there and, and shooting, like, that was impressive as hell. Um, he pretty much fumble-fucked his way to the net and scored a goal. Do you take it or no? Yeah, no, no. I I, I wouldn't classify that as, like, like a lot of people on Twitter are like, holy shit, Heedle, what a goal. And I was like, that was – come on. I, I mean, I would say more like what a move because he literally went through their entire team and then obviously towards the end – It wasn't like, very clean, though. Yeah, it, That's fine. We don't need it to yeah. be clean. We'll to me, it's not like a highlight real goal. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, sure. That's fine. I would definitely say off the draw it was though. That was sick. no, that was sick. That was unreal. Yeah, that's so hard yeah. to do. The kids are finally like stepping it up a little bit. They're they're uh, showing like a glimpse of what we could have with them. Um, you know, I think Kako's playing really well. I think overall he's had a really good season too. And um, you know, he had a really really strong game against uh, against uh, the Panthers as did as did Lafreniere. And then Lafreniere mm-hmm. played really well again against the Leafs so like he seems more motivated playing with these guys and I don't know why that is but like you know even just watching him play those last three games his legs were moving the entire time I thought he was like skating really hard literally every shift um he was just more noticeable in these three games than he's than he has been in a while yeah I mean right now it's it's abundantly clear to me the Rangers like weak link is that second line because you know you have Trocek you have VC up there you have Goodrill up there and ideally at some point you make a move, whatever it is. And like you get those guys down to the fourth line. Cause if that was our fourth line and obviously leaving Trocheck up there, I mean, we would be a force to reckon with mm-hmm. the issue is right now it's not. And it's, you know, it's a glaring hole because that's the line that 
isn't really producing that much. Um, and we quite frankly do need more scoring, like regardless of how many goals we're, we, you know, we didn't score much against the Leafs. I know we had four goals our last game against the Knights and, and we played really well, but we need more scoring. We need to score. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm just curious to see like what it looks like in a month. And the, uh, the trade talks are swirling. And I know we have a lot of fan questions about trade talk. Do you want to just go right into that? Uh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Where's the one more thing you wanted to bring up? Nah, I don't think so. I think the, I think like the only thing was like, I mean, he uh, just Heedle, like Heedle mm-hmm. and Halak are, are my two stars of the week. Agreed. Um, so let's go into fan questions. First one from Perry Kudnavelis. How many moves do you think Drury makes at this year's deadline? I think two, two moves. You think a forward and a D? Although they just I extended think, Harper. So that's I think two forwards. You, you think, think the defensemen are set. You think this is our blue line that we're rocking with? I think this is our blue line that we're rocking with. Sammy Blay will not make it to this team again. I think he like, scored two goals in the AHL already so far. Yeah, whatever. Um, I, I don't think – you know, Cooley actually played really well. Uh, I think he got it, sent down already, though. Yeah. Well, well, I think he just got sent down because they play today, whereas we don't play tomorrow. So, like, maybe he gets called back up. But I, I don't know. But anyways, I, I don't see Cooley as, you know, the answer to our problems. That's just another – bottom six guy that you throw in there. I, I do think that they're going to look heavily at a Vetrano type guy who they can get for really cheap, but who could be a top six option and score some goals. And then I think they're going to make the one big splash. What that is, I have no idea. Um, I can't imagine they're going to spend all their cat, but you trade for a guy like Patrick Kane at half retain, that's 5 million. You have 7 million. You still got, you know, a little house money to play around with. So I don't know what it's going to look like, but I do think two moves. What do you think? So I, I also think it's going to be – well, I think it's going to be potentially like three or four. I, I think it might be like a prospect thing as well, like trade some picks or, or trade four picks, You know, whether that's getting rid of some of our prospects because I think the team really is in win-now mode of some sort. You know, um, I don't see a guy like Othman being traded, but um, you know, they're – what? Obviously – well, I don't know, man. I think this team, the window the window is not very wide open. Dude, Othman's going to be a starting top six or top nine player next year. He's not, he's not going anywhere. Well, just with the history. If, I'm if, telling you. He's not going anywhere. Because well, you got to remember, remember, and sorry to interrupt you, but you got to no, remember, dude, they can't afford to re-sign whoever they trade for. So they're going to need Othman to come up and fill that void next year and score some goals. You don't think there's any chance Othman's put into a trade deal? Zero. Zero. Really? I mean, Zero percent chance. I think any other prospect, regardless of high, how highly touted he is, is on the table. I think Othman is is the Rangers one untouchable. And you you wouldn't get rid of him. You wouldn't trade him. I would not trade Othman. No. I'm just trying to think of like, I mean, a big splash. Who the hell are we getting rid of? That's such a big splash. I think other teams are going to ask for a lot. I think Othman's going to be asked for. And the Rangers are going to say no time and time and time again. I personally would rather trade Kako than trading Othman. Wow, that's a bold statement. Yeah, yeah it is. And, I just that's, think that's how high I think of this kid. I think he's gonna. I think he is gonna come in and be a twenty goal scorer from the jump. You wouldn't. Okay, so last question on Othman. You wouldn't trade Othman for like a for sure thing, like a Timo Meyer or Tarasenko. You wouldn't no, let Othman go in that. No, no, because you have Timo Meyer for a year. Um, you ha- he has a ten million dollar qualifying offer that we we can't afford. So then we're gonna have to move other pieces to get him. And I think. You know, I think Tarasenko is a sure thing, and I think you can get him without Othman. And mm. I think 
No, I think Kane is a sure thing. I think you can get him without Othman too. So it's let's go into that because that's actually the next, like the next question. Okay. Out of the three, who will most likely be a Ranger? Patty Kane, yeah. Tima Meyer, and Vladimir Tarasenko. This is from oh, Matt man. C seven two one one. I'm a firm believer that Timo Meyer is not even an option for us. Yeah, I don't think so either. He's too expensive, of, right? Yeah. Regardless of how much we say we're reaching out, whatever you know, between Kane and Tarasenko, as much as I've talked about Tarasenko and want him, I think the Rangers feel Kane would be a better fit for our system. Um, you know, they love their playmakers, regardless of if we need a pure goal scorer or not. Not to say Kane can't score because he sure as hell can, but he's he's a playmaker first. So, uh, yeah, I, I think Kane out of those three, but I, I really, really do think the Rangers are going to take a long, hard look at the Canucks. Um, you know, they have three or four guys there who are – I know they just re-signed uh, the rookie to a two-year – Mango. Yeah. Kuzmenko, yeah. They just signed him to a 2 five, five. But, dude, I – I don't know, man. I mean, I, I think, you know, they have guys there who, who we have our eyes on. Um, but I do think if we make like one crazy splash, like Kane's, Kane's been the guy from the start. I agree. I think out of the three, it's Patty Kane also. But now we have another one similar. I know we have a lot of trade questions. So similar to that, to, that, to that vibe from Jacob.tl. What, if anything, should the Rangers trade for Timo Meyer? Listen, if the Rangers can make Timo Meyer work, I'm doing that 10 out of 10 times. I would, I personally would trade for Timo Meyer over Kane and Tarasenko. Mm-hmm. No questions asked. I think he's at this point in his career where they are in their careers. I think Timo Meyer is the most sure thing. Um, he's the youngest of the three, I think, too, right? Of course, yeah, yeah. He's he's he's. I think he's two years younger than Tarasenko, and he's like five years younger than Kane or whatever. But you know, he's going to ask for a big contract, and we can't afford that contract. So it, it's really hypotheticals. Um, if, if you are trading for Timo Meyer, like you don't have a choice. One of Hedl or Kako is going in that deal. Mm-hmm. Like that's, you know, uh, a lot of people say like, Oh, what about Kravtsov? What about like those guys are worthless to yeah. a team like the sharks who have barely any talent and are looking for immediate contributors so that they don't have to go into like a 12 year rebuild. So mm-hmm. they're going to be asking for, you know, a Hedl, a Lafreniere, a Kako, like one of them, for sure, as the baseline in that package, plus a first, okay, because he does have that qualifying offer attached to him. So you're technically getting him for over a year. And, you know, I, I would assume probably a prospect too, like a three-piece deal. I wouldn't do it. I mean, I would do it, but I wouldn't do it knowing like we can't afford it because, you know, you sign him and then now next year you're going to need to move more guys. So let's go into the next one from Bam Daniels. Two questions. If a bottom five team offered you a first for Loft, would you consider? And what about this team makes you think they could win a cup? Uh, if a bottom five team offered you a first for Loft, would you consider? Hmm. I mean, is it the worst team? Because if you're telling me we're getting third Lafreniere, I'm doing that all day, every day. Anyone other than him, like he's, he's really the only guy I talked about. I mean, I'm sure they have a few – you know, a few studs in this draft class, but none of them are a sure thing as, as the data is. So uh, I'm going to say no, um, unless it is, you know, I'm also the, saying no, just the bottom one team, unless it's the yeah. bottom one team. Um, and yeah, what about this team makes you think they can win a cup? I, I think this team is resilient. However, I think they are a little flawed right now. Um, they need to find that consistency in beating really good teams. So as it currently stands with how mm-hmm. our team is constructed. I don't think we can win a cup right now until Look we at you. 
until we make that move for another scorer, which I am anticipating. And then I think we have a chance to win the cup. I think, didn't you shit on me like two or three weeks ago for saying that? No, because I said, I said, this team will be able to win a cup after the deadline. And you stood firm on like, I don't think they will. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. But like, well, yeah, I don't know. I, like, depending on the moves they make, like, you we know, know I, that we know they have cat and we know they're going to trade for a top score, whether who that is, nobody knows. We know they're going to trade for someone. If they trade for, you know, insert a, B, C, D, E in, in Horvat, Tarasenko, Kane, Meyer, uh, Kuzmenko or whoever else, like, then you like their chance to win the cup a lot more because now they have that score, you know, add another goal a game. Like you get a point per game player. That's, that's a big difference. We lose a lot of games by a goal. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think, uh, and, and you know how I feel about our D Corp. I mean, I think they, they yep. make some mistakes, but I think they're very good. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is, this is the squad I would, I would ride to battle with. I'd feel pretty good about it. I, I just think, uh, you know, somebody else is going to need to somehow take out Boston. I think also to that point of Boston that you just made, there's three teams I would say in the Eastern Conference where I wouldn't be confident in the Rangers winning that series, and that's Boston, Carolina, and Tampa Bay. I think right now the way this team's constructed, that's why I feel that way. After the deadline, obviously it could change, but to me, I mean, listen, Tampa, the Rangers are right there with Tampa. Like, you know, obviously we had that pretty good six-game series last year. What's up? I said I would say we're there with Carolina too. Like they don't yeah, I know they win a lot, whatever, but dude, every time we play them, we beat them or it's a very close game. Like I, I don't think they're, you know, maybe they're better than us against other teams, but like we get matched up head to head with them. I kinda like our odds, but I, I agree with you on the other two. Yeah. I think the Rangers like can be Carolina. Obviously they did last year, but I still don't think like the Rangers are the better team in most of those games. They just find a way to win when they do. Um, exactly. So I'm not saying like, like, listen, I'm, I'm saying, you know, Carolina is definitely beatable. It's just like, you know, their team where I wouldn't go into the series feeling that confident the Rangers would win. Let's go into the next one. This is from Depar518. Is it crazy to say I value Heedle more than Laugh long term? He's the future of the center core. Not crazy at all. I think 95% of people would agree with that. Yeah, I don't I I mean I don't I don't think that's crazy at all. Right now Heedle is taking it to a level that none of us thought he can get to. Uh, you did. You did. Well, I did. Okay. I did say, you know, I said Heedle could be so good if he gets to another level. You're right. Yeah. I just I just didn't know if he would ever get there. And um, I think Molly I think preseason Molly said that Heedle was going to be her like X factor this season. Yeah, she did. She did. Um you know, Lafreniere, that being said, I think he can get to another level too. And I think he can be a really good player. Uh, it, it comes down to the fact of how he's utilized. And this this might be a hot take, but I just don't know if Gallant is the coach to get him there, um, mm-hmm. you know, to, to unlock that untapped potential in him. I just don't know. I would argue Quinn was probably the guy who could get him there over Gallant. Um, but... I think Gallant is a way better fit for this system of how we're running this team right now, but it can't be at Lafreniere's, you know, cost. Like we can't, you know, punt on some things just so that this kid gets where we need him to be. Like he's got to sink or swim and he's got to do with us or without us. Um, But yeah, no, I think you're, uh, you're, you're probably spot on with Hedl. It's going to be, like I said, it's going to be a really interesting off season when we have to make some tough decisions. Mm -hmm. 
now from Kaylee Schicciatano. Thoughts on Cooley, which we kind of talked about a little bit, but going further i mean i thought it was hilarious that is his first shift in the nhl like 10 seconds into the shift they score a breakaway goal against the rangers um i forgot who scored that for toronto but that nice backhand goal over igor that was a pretty nice welcome to the nhl moment for will cooley i'm sure yeah uh yeah i mean he's a grinder and uh it was a great fight on friday night i'm curious to see like what he can do when he gets comfortable because people are forgetting this guy scored over 30 goals in in the ohl so he can clearly shoot the puck um, I think he's at the point where he's got a little nerves going on. He's probably not comfortable yet. I think that fight probably eased him up a little bit. Uh, I would love to see him get a couple more games. Like, let let this kid play for a month until the deadline and see what he's got. For all we know, he could start scoring. So, um, that being said, and I know I just said that um, first time though, you're welcome. And uh, I think I, I think he's he's you know a bottom six guy. Uh, big body. He, he's a big body. Yeah, he's a big body. He's pretty he's well too. Six. Yeah, I mean, I welcome him on our team, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's really all I have to say on him. And now we got the last fan question of the episode from Pete Maloney. What do y'all think about the Ranger fans saying on Insta and Twitter that Truba isn't my captain and saying Kreider is my captain? I mean, to each their own, man. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I don't really care about it. Like, mm. you know, people are going to have issues with Truba no matter what he does, just like People have issues with Kreider when he goes missing for 10 games. So yeah. it's like you can pick guys apart, whatever. Truba's clearly the right guy from like the motivational aspect, you know, like the helmet throw that turned this team around. One would argue um, pumping his guys up and stuff like that. Like if you're talking about pure ability, like sure, I would, I would have rather Mika be the captain. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think it's fine. I think we just got, you know, every, every team has like, not every team has McDavid as your captain or, you know, yeah. so it's, it's, it is what it is. Um, but uh, I, I, as long as true as a ranger, I'm, I'm sticking with him. So I agree. I agree. Very well said. Uh, that's going to do it for fan questions this week. Do you want to go into the draft or into next week's games? Yeah, let's go into the draft, and then we can touch on next week's games. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so this week for the draft, we're going to do a four-round draft of our go-to clothing stores or go-to fits. Mm -hmm. um, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? You can go first. You can set the tone. Okay, okay. I'll set the tone. I, I think I'm going to go with, like, my go-to casual. Well, are we talking, like, yeah, are we talking casual? Are we talking right. going out? Right. Say it. You could say it as you as you go each round. So like my go to casual fit for my first round, I'm gonna go with Lululemon because like all my joggers, all my pants, um, you know, some shirts, they're they're all Lulu. So I was Lululemon, but I've I've gotten into aloe a little bit more lately. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I like Lulu I, better than aloe. I I've always loved Lululemon, but like I like Ron. Ron. Yeah. I don't know Ron. Very. What, what's uh? It's the same girl. Yeah, they're all, you know, they're all very similar. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm going to go with... Uh, Ooh, Lemon Allo, pretty basic first round draft, but let's yeah. go into your second one. Second round, I'm going to go with uh, Going Outfit, and I'm going to go with Scotch and Soda. That's like my go-to. Um, yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's a little above your taste, Johnny Thorne. Um, no. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I've never even heard of it. Yeah, it's, it's uh, sick. It's a little expensive, but, um, you know, great pea coats, great flannels, great... You know, going out shirts, uh, great jeans, stuff like that. So, Scott what is your favorite clothing item, like going out wise? Like for me, it's a shacket. I love wearing a shacket, like a shirt jacket. Okay. Okay. Um, 
honestly, like a long sleeve Henley. Mm, yep, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, those yeah are good. Like those are very mature. Like, yeah, like I have a couple from Scotch and Soda, uh, Rag and Bones, another one that I like love. Um, all right, what's your second second round pick? I would say mine is Faraday, and I know you haven't heard of that one. It's mm-hmm. uh, you know a pretty up and coming clothing store. Um, they're my favorite clothes to wear going out. Just like very kind of kind of like I don't know how to explain it. I, I guess more so like plaid denim like that kind of stuff but okay. they have a lot of good shacket options um definitely more of a, a brooklyn kind of look i feel like and maybe like a mountainy kind of look um okay. but it's definitely a, a company that i really got into lately and the and the clothes are so comfortable okay um for my third round pick i'm going like leisure again but like casual leisure all birds love everything mm-hmm. and anything all birds like shoes socks underwear pants hoodie this hoodies all birds uh just so comfortable um you know very very chill and like you can wear it out too if you're going to like casual bar or whatever um yeah i'm gonna go with my next one being specifically jeans and that's mugsy uh mm-hmm. you know obviously mugsy's a big uh bar stool um yeah. like company they work together a lot but i have a friend who works for mugsy and, and he sent me like a bunch of pairs of the jeans and they actually are like unbelievable like i i, I don't wear uh, I, I sometimes wear Calvin Klein jeans too, but I love okay. like Muggsy jeans. I could literally like play soccer in. Like they're so comfortable okay. and okay. I think they look pretty good too. All right. And I know I said. This is the last one, right? Yeah. I know I said rag and bone already. So I'm not, I, I know I'm kind of cheating, but I'm not going to say that again because that is like my next go-to going out, but I'm going to go. Um, hmm. I'm, I'm deciding, I'm deciding between two, but I'll go with uh banana Republic because I wear a good amount of like, you know, they got some bomber jackets, some mm-hmm. some button downs, um, like chinos, stuff like that. I'll I'll do banana. I don't know what my last one would be. I'm pretty. I'm. What's up? I, was, I said I was gonna say feet because of the blanket blend hoodie. Feet's a good one. I'm pretty basic. Like I really always shopped at like H and M and Zara until like. I was just gonna say, how do you not yeah. say Zara? You talk about it twenty four seven. Well, now that I'm like finally making money, I like don't want to shop at Zara, but like. <laughs> But like Zara is like you, you know upgrade good... to Anna and J Crew. That's yeah. like the next level, and then and then yeah. you'll elevate the Scotch and Soda and Rag and Bone and and All Saints. Zara was like a nice little you know not like it's so cheap, but it you know it's not the most expensive clothing and it looks good. So I was always shopping at Zara, but every time I I wear Zara clothes after I wash them three times, they're like ruined. They're gone. So, yeah, that was yeah. yeah yeah yeah. So but like H and M, I've always loved. Like H, I wore only H and M through college. Like literally all, all I wore. Yeah, was I mean, H&M. yeah, that was that was like. That was like me too. It was like H and M and J Crew in college were the two like go-tos. the basics. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna give a sleeper though, and I'm actually gonna I'm gonna shout out my boy Timeless or, or Zach Steven who runs his own vintage clothing company called Timeless Imbue, and okay. I think vintage should count as like a clothing brand. Like I I love wearing yeah. vintage clothes, but I'm gonna I'm actually gonna give a shout out to Smack Apparel because I'm actually wearing the. Bro, how many are you shirt? saying? You said four what? different ones. Well, no, this is a shout out because I'm wearing the the shirt they sent me. Uh, it's okay. like a Tage. Tage against the machine shirt for Tage Thompson. Okay, okay. Um, and bo- actually, bonus bonus draft. What's your go to? <laughs> what's your go to sneaker? Hmm. Probably Nike. Nike, like gym everything. Although I did just like order Allbirds, so I'm excited to try those. Okay. okay. Yeah, Allbirds. Allbirds are a great one. Um, mine's APLs. I don't know what the fuck it's that is. Athletic Propulsion Labs. They're hmm. they're sick. They got banned from. You're, you're a big comfort clothing guy. Yeah, I am. I am. I am. You like that. You're built for comfort, not speed. Yeah, I'm built for leisure and style, you know. Mm -hmm. Rangers ticket prices are just not normal, okay? I get it's the garden, 
But charging like $150 for the lowest seats in the house against a team like the Winnipeg Jets is just not okay. Uh, Dolan, you're trying to ban alcohol now. What are you doing, buddy? Okay. You're, well, you're going to – A separate gonna, scenario. Both of them, dude. All right, he's going to deter fans away, okay? Lower ticket prices, okay? Because $150 for 300-level seats just just ain't fun, man. Just ain't fun. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. I mean, I think listen, there's so many markets that are like that. Like I, I heard it's impossible to get a, a, a ticket to a trial Maple Leafs game. Like those tickets are out of control. But yeah, no, Ranger yeah. tickets are, are so fucking expensive and it sucks because I wanna I, I wish I can go to every game. Same. Um yeah, on that note, I have one final thought. Mm-hmm. What is your mid season all star game takeaway so far for this team? What do you mid season all star game takeaway? Like like mid season all star break. Like what's your one takeaway to this point? For oh, this team? they need to have more of a consistent compete level. I think okay. I think that's what they're lacking most, and I think that's what Galant Galant has talked about a lot is that consistency. But you know, like we've talked about, so many players look like they're kind of out to lunch for some games. Like you know, yeah. Lafreniere has been guilty of it. Kreider's been guilty of it. Panarin's been guilty of it. Even Mika, like the compete level has to be there and it's hard to do that for 82 games. And I understand that, but there's so many times where they just don't look like they give a fuck. I need them to give a fuck a little bit more, you know? And we see that from a lot of guys like Fox has been great. Lingren has been great. I think Harper has been pretty great too, since he signed like Truba obviously has that give a fuck factor. Also, he just makes little mistakes, but you know, I'd like to see more of that compete and hunger from the Rangers on a consistent level. Okay. I like it. What about you? Uh, I think I would just like to see them tap into the kids' untapped potential. I think Bill's gotten there. I would love to see it from Lafreniere and Kako. And I, I think that is, you know, somebody earlier asked, how does this team get to that cup level of, you know, other teams? Like, that is how. Those two kids need to elevate similar to what Heedle's doing. And, and slowly you're starting to see them go from like getting a point every four games to every three games. Hopefully soon it, it turns to every two games. And, you know, I, I, I think uh, they're, they're both playing with a little uh, fuck you now. And I, I really like that. And I, I think if they can just do that a little bit more, this, this latter half of the season, like into playoffs, this team is going to be an absolute force to reckon with, um, you know, Kravtsov, I, I don't even know where to start on him. I mean, he's, uh, you know, he's he's his own situation right now. But, uh, yeah, that, that would be my takeaway. I think if, if those two kids can, you know, get into that untapped potential level, I, I think this team is, is going to do some serious damage uh, post-deadline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, that's, that's pretty much all I've got. Just to be clear, there's no games this week. It's All-Star Week, so. Nice little week off from Ranger Games. Then we get back into it next week. Um, But yeah, that's all I've got. So, all all you, Cody.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.